Hey guys, welcome to the CFS Health Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Toby Morrison, the founder of CFS Health. And on the other end is our client success manager and head of enrollment at the CFS Health Recovery Program, Erin Enright. Hello, Erin. Hi, it's great to be here. So good to have you back on. It's been ages since we get to do this kind of jam session together, but I wanted to get you on because you are head of enrollment at CFS Health. And so you speak to every single person who enrolls into our program from, you know, from all over the world, 54 countries. And, you know, I thought it'd be great to get you on to talk about some of the common problems that you hear from every single day of people experiencing chronic fatigue syndrome or long COVID or associated chronic illnesses and some of the problems that they're facing. And I'd love to talk with you today about some solutions that we can offer them practically right now in this podcast, not to join the program, but to actually talk about what are the things that are really holding these people back? Because Obviously, you're seeing a lot of these people usually at their worst. It's before they join the program, before they're getting the proper practical help. So I'm really, really pumped to explore this because I think this is a really important topic that we need to shine some light on because ultimately, if you can get unstuck from this point, you are going to do really, really well moving forwards. So thanks for coming on, Erin. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back on a call with you. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Before we get into that, normally I share win of the week, but I want to throw it to you and you don't have to pick names or anything like that, but is there a win of the week that you'd like to kind of share this week of maybe certain wins that are happening inside our program or a past member that you've spoken to? I'm putting you on the spot here. Well, I, I think of just something that came to mind, I think because I'm on a lot of enrollment calls. And so I was just thinking of a past member that came to us and he was just at like such this limited capacity and had so many symptoms. And he was also like dealing with like addiction issues as well on top of the chronic fatigue syndrome, Emmy. And I just remember he just really put his head down and went to work. And over time, it was about nine months. It was like his symptoms had really dissolved and his capacity had really improved. And I was just thinking about that story because I vividly remember that first conversation and, you know, he was just like, I can't live like this anymore. Right. I'm so frustrated. And, you know, I had said to him, it's going to take time. And he was so dedicated. He's continuing to really thrive and continuing to improve. Big shout you out know. to you, sir, wherever you are in the world, you know who you are. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. And it kind of leads perfectly into today's conversation about what's getting in the way of you recovering. I always say that usually we're the last stop for people on their journey to recovery because they've tried all the outside external methodologies and processes that usually don't work. You know, they might help a little bit, five or 10%, but they don't make the biggest shift. And then, you know, people come to us, they watch our free trainings, they listen to this podcast, they watch all the YouTube videos and they go, it makes sense. Like it makes sense to stop pushing and crashing. It makes sense to stabilize. It makes sense to get out of your own way and just focus on what you can do so you can move forwards. It makes sense to improve your nutrition, level out your blood sugar levels, get your routine and structure right, progress in the appropriate amount, work on your physicality, re-strengthen and recondition your body appropriately. That makes sense to progress in the right way. It makes sense to integrate back into life appropriately too. So, you know, usually we're the last point of call, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And booking in a call or having an enrollment call or even applying for another program, another thing. Ah. <sighs> 
like that almost has a stress of connotation to it because like here i go again you know i've got to try another thing and i know i went through that i mean when i used to see patients one-on-one in my clinic i knew that every single person that came into my office didn't want to be there they didn't want to go and see another guy because I, when I was sick with chronic fatigue syndrome, I hated seeing professionals. It was the last thing I wanted to do. I was so fed up with people not understanding. I was so fed up with people just like pushing pills on me or telling me that there's nothing I can do. And so I knew that the last thing that someone really wants with chronic fatigue syndrome is go to another person or another program. And me knowing that was really beneficial. I made sure that whenever someone new came through my doors, that I would make sure that they're not just seeing another person. This is different. This is really different because this time around, we're not focusing on me giving you a pill. We're not focusing on me fixing you. We're focusing on you helping yourself. And I'm going to give you the framework. I'm going to help you do that no matter where you're at. And my goal was to make sure that no one felt worse when they left my clinic in the sense that I'd make sure they feel better than they did before they walked in the door. And it was pretty easy to do that because they were doing the wrong things, right? So if we just did the right things, then it was really easy to make sure that they walked out feeling a lot better than they did before they walked in. What are some of the common themes and problems that you see when people, you know, book an enrollment call with you and want to join the program, but they're scared or, you know, they've tried everything. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I think that I have to start with just kind of looking at what the individual has gone through up until that point. So exactly Mm. kind of what you had mentioned as far as like they've tried a lot of things, but I think even further back than that, before they even tried so many things, often, you know, you're going to a physician to get a diagnosis and I think it's changing. I think things are improving, but again, (laughs) you know, they've been told by doctors sometimes that there's nothing I can do for you or nothing we can do for you. And so then it's sort of like, well, if the doctor's supposed to have the answer and they don't have anything for me, then that's it. I'm just going to be sick. The correct information isn't getting out there. There's so much you can do to improve from where you are and rebuild your health. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of have to go back to that point of like, people are being told there's nothing you can do. And so they're repeating that to themselves and hearing that from different places. And there isn't a lot of practical, tangible help. You know, there's different things that, like you said, things that can support ourselves and, you know, different things. But if we're not getting the foundations correctly, then those things aren't going to be necessarily long lasting. So Mm -hmm. I think it comes from two ways is that having that narrative of, I keep hearing there's nothing that can be done for me. And then also being surrounded by others that can't really understand what you're going through as well. I think it's sort of like a double coming at you from these directions, as far as like mentally how you're perceiving things. It's like you get kind of stuck in that you think like, well, this is just it because the professional said this. So, and this has happened to me, not even with MECFS, but with other conditions that I've had in the past where, you know, a doctor said something and then they say, this is what it means without really necessarily that being true. And so I think we shouldn't ever let someone else's perception of a situation define us. You know, I think that for me and what I've learned, it's like, we really have to chart our own territory. And I think with chronic illness, we see it again and again, people recovering all the time from all Mm. sorts of illnesses. And Mm. so that's what I just really wanted to share at the beginning. I think it's just that it's so tragic that that narrative is so deep for a lot of people. Mm. You're so spot on. Erin, you did the program like nine 
10 years ago now. Actually, I think it's longer. But I remember halfway through your journey, like as you were getting better, it was a real pivotal moment. I wasn't planning on bringing it up, but it reminded me of that. And I think you'll know what I'm going to talk about in a second. You're in America, so you're probably in the highest resource available for help, basically, and still no answers. And when you joined the program, you were getting into your baseline and all that kind of stuff. And you were starting to improve and your capacity was getting bigger and you started to dream a bit bigger. And I know you used to love holidays in Hawaii and Costa Rica and surfing and beach and all that. And so you wanted to go on a holiday. And so you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you can't fly. You just can't. And I remember you jumping on a call with me after that, being so upset and you believing that doctor. And you thought, well, yeah, the doctor's right. Because if it's a doctor, it must be right. And I said, based off the stage you're in, you're in stage two, you're progressing really well. I didn't see a problem. Your health was maintaining. And I said, well, whose right is it to make that decision for you? And how do you know that that's true? This guy, you've met them once. They don't know your body. You know your body. But you're giving that person 30 minutes of your time and they're making a decision over you? I don't think so. I just said, try it on. It's up to you. You can try on that belief and you can hold that or we can look at something different. If we look at the facts, the facts are that you're progressing really well. And what happened? Yeah, I went and it was like the most amazing. It was so healing. I felt incredible over there. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a pivotal moment for you and so special, actually, if you think about it, you get to help people every single day, break down those same limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I want to pre-frame this as we move deeper into this. I'm not saying this is a mental problem or an emotional problem, but what I am saying is these limiting beliefs affect your daily decisions. They affect your daily behaviors. They affect what you do on a day-to-day basis. Now, imagine if Aaron believed that person's statement for the rest of her life. Can you imagine? Crazy the difference. Crazy the difference of behavior and change that can happen depending on what we believe in the story and the narrative we're telling ourselves. I'd love to get into fear of failure And I'd also love to get into, I've tried everything. How's this going to work? You know, because I think these two things are huge and the fear of failure is something that holds many people back. Yeah. I think that that fear of failure is a big one. And I think I hear on the enrollment calls more so that I've tried everything because I think every single person (laughs) that comes to us has tried so many things. And it's exhausting. What's exhausting is not getting the right answers or getting any help. You can keep showing up to people if you're moving forwards, but if you're going to someone and you're paying them money and you're literally not getting anything practical or tangible that you can walk away with, I mean, time after time, it gets really tiring. And we say that in the program that, you know, depending on your appointments, is it giving you energy or helping you in any shape, form or way, or is it actually just not really useful and you're just going for the sake of going because you think you need to? Yeah. And I think that it's really what you've talked about, Toby, you know, well, what are you doing in your 24 hours of your day? You know, what are the actual things you're doing to rebuild your health? And I think Mm -hmm. it's a big mindset shift for a lot of people, because again, up until this point, maybe people haven't had a health crisis. And so you just think like, oh, okay, I'm going to get the answer from a doctor. But I think with chronic illness, we know it takes time for these things to develop. And we really have to hone in on, well, what are these lifestyle factors? And I think when you experience ME-CFS, 
you often get to a point where it's like, okay, wow, my physical body isn't functioning the way it should be. I'm having to rest when I shouldn't be needing to. And so really having the tangible, practical help on like, okay, how do I actually rehabilitate my body appropriately and safely? And I think to me, that was one of the biggest things I learned from you. Like, you know, no one was really teaching that when I was going through it. And then there's certain advice out there too, that's not sustainable. So it's like, we really have to do it in a safe and appropriate way. But all these different areas that we work on, you know, we work on the mindset, like we said, it's not that it's a mental thing. It's just that everything in our reality is viewed through our minds. So we have to be aware that we're not limiting ourselves. But you know, if you think about the sleep and nutrition, like all these things make such a difference. And so I think that when you're going through it, there's so many symptoms. And I always say, it's like, you don't even know what's up and down. And so it's like, you're kind of going through it and you're like, wow, I think I'm getting it. And it can be really disorienting, I feel like. And mm. and so I think that that's where you come in and you can be so good at simplifying things for people and say, okay, this is what we can focus on. Here's where we can create consistency and stability. And that's all we do for now. And then the next step, and then we go from there. So I think that I want people to kind of see that as well, that it's big lifestyle factors that take time. And it's like, we're going to simplify them so that you can maintain, create consistency and continue to build with them. And they're mm. life things as well. Yeah. Erin, um, totally. why do you think these people have this fear of failure? Like, what's that about? I think that people, because they've tried so many things, they mm. don't want to try something else and have it not work. I think sometimes even I look back at my situation and I think it was like my whole family they just wanted me to do so well and they wanted to help me and they were all like hey we have to find the answer and it's uh, like they were so stressed out that would make me feel more stressed out and I didn't really see that dynamic until uh, I saw it but it yeah. was bigger I think than I really realized wow thank you for bringing that up actually because it's something that I wrote down for our members recently actually about the guilt and it's like your family or loved ones, they care for you so much that all they want is for you to be better almost overnight. And that pressure is then placed upon the person experiencing the problem. And it's just such a heavy pressure. And that's where boundaries are so important. You know, we have a loved ones workshop for all our members to send to all their spouses and family and friends just to support them in the right way at the right time. Because Support's going to be different depending on whether the person's in stage one, the acute stage of suffering, stage two, which is the re-strengthening stage or stage three, which is integrating back into life. Different support forms at different times, you know, letting go of help completely in stage three is very important. You don't need someone, are you okay? Are you okay? You don't need that. But the pressure, the added pressure is huge. And especially financially too more money down the drain like my parents remortgaged their house like we had no money we didn't have spare money to burn on stuff it was really tough and my parents obviously mm. loved me so much and they would do anything for me which was to remortgage their house to pay for treatments but it wasn't until we tried all those treatments that nothing really worked we held on to hope so hard and then it wouldn't work or we, i'd see a little bit of improvement but no miracles and that was the pivotal moment for us, especially for me. It had to come from me. It couldn't come from anybody else. Nothing else yeah. outside of me is going to fix me. I've got to fix myself. I've got mm -hmm. to do the work. I've got to help myself get healthy and start living again. And I don't care how long it's going to take. I'm taking full responsibility now. Yeah. 
I think the other biggest, one of the biggest things I learned from you aside from the how to progress physically side was what are you focusing on? Mm. And I think that that's what we need to come back to time and time again, especially in recovery. Like, is this a limiting belief, but also, well, there are tangible things I can actually be doing regardless of what stage you're in that are actually going to shift things, shift the needle very gradually. But I think that, you know, that's a really big component, but going back to the question around what's that fear of failure, I think it's that added pressure potentially from family members and just going through and not having things work in the past. But I think what I like to always ask people when they join the program, you know, they often just feel like, well, I don't really know if recovery is possible, but I said, well, what if I got support on finding my baseline, like stabilizing my activity levels so that I wasn't making symptoms worse and I could build appropriate, like, would that work? If I had feedback from coaches when something came up and I could ask instead of like just going and spinning on my own, or if I had this community that was supportive. And so I think that that's a really great way to think about it. Look at kind of that kind of aspect to it. And also just think about instead of like necessarily needing to see what does my life look like in 50 years, it's like just kind of breaking it down. It's like, what if I improved by 5% or 10%, you know, and what do I think are those things? Does this resonate with you? Um, Mm -hmm. Because people are at different places. So someone might have some work to do in some area, others may not. So what we do, we work in these foundations of health, which, you know, lays them out really beautifully for people, but everyone's going to be a little unique and they might pick and choose from different places as well. What they need at the right time. Yeah. You had an interesting experience with a member recently who joined the program off the back of your call and they were really overwhelmed. And you see this all the time. You're one of the coaches here as well. So you see these guys on the group calls and there's nothing more amazing when you see a member who joins, they're in a dark place. They don't think that it's possible. There's this heavy burden and pressure. And even when they join, they're a little bit excited, but then they're not enthused. They're not quite sure. And isn't it amazing when, you know, six months or nine months or 10 months or 12 months down the line, we look at the same person and they're not the same person anymore. Can you share with us that story you shared with me before off air, which was fascinating? When I first met her and she's like a beautiful person, energy, but you know, she had to be full on, she was flat on her back in her living room. And she greeted me with this big smile, but you know, she was really struggling and she ended up, you know, working her baseline little by little. And then she got really into gardening. And that was sort of like this driving force for her, but she's a poet and living fully. She met up with one of our other members in person and is just a different person now. So there's so many stories like that. This story of this woman who was so afraid to leave her house. She hadn't left her house in two years. And so she just said, you know, I'm really afraid of it. But I had this similar conversation that you and I had when I wanted to travel on the plane. And I said, well, based off what you've shared, it seems like it's going to translate pretty well. So we kind of broke it down for her. And then she messaged me and she posted that she had gone to this outdoor reserve with her family and she got an electric wheelchair and her kids were able to come and her husband. And then that was like this big opening for her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she went on to starting her own business, et cetera. So we have so many of these just incredible stories. I'm trying to think of what was the specific... This only happened, I think, two weeks ago, but you're on a group call and you were teaching on baseline and you said hands up if you feel like you're overwhelmed right now and a few hands went up about that and then you asked is there anyone that's been through the baseline journey and figuring it all out and feeling overwhelmed and who has it now 
and this one particular member raised her hand and yeah I'll let you share it yeah so it was pretty remarkable to hear what she said you know when I spoke with her on her enrollment call she had just said you know what I was looking forward to this enrollment call since I knew I had this call booked in, I've just sort of been able to let go of it and just kind of relax finally. And when we had the call and she was getting started, she just said, I just am so grateful to have a process that I know works. And so I can just surrender now. I don't have to try and come up with my own program. I don't have to kind of guess and think like, am I doing this right? Or am I doing it wrong? I'm just so grateful to just surrender and just know I have the resources I need. And so she shared that and she shared something else. I can't remember quite what it was around the baseline, but sharing that on the call, all the other members were like, oh, that was so helpful to hear. Because I think again, when we're going through something really uncomfortable, when we've tried a lot of things, we obviously don't want to be where we are. It's super overwhelming and it can be super overwhelming. And I feel like the mind can just kind of run mm. and induce all sorts of things. So it was like a really beautiful perspective of her just saying, yeah, I know this is going to work. I'm not going to be frustrated right now. I'm just totally surrendering into the process. And, you know, she should just see her. She's just beaming with like joy and peace. It's remarkable because I think we all go through that process, you know, not only with recovery, with different things in life. When we kind of go, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to be here. How do I get yeah. there? Yeah. And we come in with the wrong energy that gets in the way. Yeah, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's funny because I just did a success interview with one of our past members, Anne Mary, and that was fascinating too. So I was blown away to hear her story actually. And she said, you know, Toby, do you remember that team building exercise that you pair up with a partner? There's one person behind you and you're in front and then you kind of have to put your arms up and then fall back and like fully trust that your partner's going to catch you. And I said, yeah, I remember that. I've done that before. It's fun and it's scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was like, well, that's what I did with the program. Mm. And I thought, wow, because that is a scary process. You know, it's a really scary process, especially when it's a bit unknown. You can't see behind you. Is it going to catch you? And she said, you know, I fully just let go and I just trusted in the program. I didn't question it. I didn't get upset with myself because after four weeks, I hadn't fully understood my baseline yet. I didn't even measure time. You know, I think one of the biggest burdens that people place on themselves is just freaking measuring time. I'll be honest with you. I've never met a client who's recovered who counted the days, weeks or months. It didn't matter. Like just, they yeah. literally just like focused on what they could do in the moment and that was it. And they just moved forward. Mm -hmm. So a pro tip right now is to stop counting the days and the times, man. It is not useful. My suggestion is if anything that you're doing is helping you and enhancing, keep doing if what you're doing and if you're doing this counting time and it's not enhancing your life, I'm going to give you permission to stop it right now. Well, yeah. And I think that the reason is, is because if you're counting time, you're basically saying that my current reality isn't what I want. So you're just trying to like get out of your day to day. You're avoiding the present moment, which, <laughs> you know, we could go into this, but I'd say, say to people, well, how can you make today the best that you can make it? Or what can I do for myself today? Because obviously, you know, we can always dangle a carrot in front of ourselves and say, when this happens, this will be good. But it's better to come back and be really present and just think about like, well, what are some things I can do that are going to help me? What are some things that I can do for myself that are going to incorporate things I love or bring me joy now? Because that energy is 
going to be a healing energy versus like, I'm so far away from where I want to be. And you're in that mindset. The craziest thing is it's the day to day that's going to get you there. Yeah. This is so helpful. I think this is really, really helpful. What would you say to people who have tried everything? Cause you know, I think everyone has to get to a point of trying everything externally until they come back to themselves and go, shit, okay, I've got to stop putting my emphasis and energy and resources on everything outside of me. And maybe it's time to bring it back to myself for a bit and focus on what I can do. Yeah, I think it's interesting you just said that because I remember when you and I first spoke about me joining the program, you said to me, you said, Aaron, you have like a lot of balls in the air. And you just said like, you're seeking so far outside of yourself. And I had no idea I was doing that because no. in my mind, I was just thinking, this is what you do when something happens medically, you just seek professionals. I don't want to, people to think like we're speaking negatively on Absolutely any practitioner no. No. at all, no. because there's so many incredible practitioners, you know, in all these different areas that can support us in phenomenal ways. But I want to say that for a chronic illness, you know, we really need to get to the root. A lot of this goes back to, you know, behaviors and different things. And so we really have to work on those and those are going to take time. So I just wanted to make that kind of clear on that. But I think that it's just really what you said, it's coming back to yourself. And what are the things you're tangibly doing to rebuild your health in these key areas of health? Mm -hmm. And so I just say to people, if you can't see the whole picture, think about kind of it broken down, like, well, if I worked on this, do I think that would help me? Yeah. Um, do you think that the famous musician is thinking about the 30,000 people on the stage that they're playing at before they're even recording the song in the studio five years before that? They're in the studio and they're literally just picking the next drum beat that goes with the sound of the piano. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, that, oh, I didn't really like that. I'm going to change it to this beat. Oh, maybe I'll add a little bit of guitar right now. Yeah. You know, you don't need to know the 40,000 steps ahead of time. You just need to know the next step and then the next step. Yeah. You know? Like that. you always would say like hit the singles, like instead of trying to hit a home run, mm. I think that that's a really big piece of it too. Cause I think even in my situation, I was like, okay, you know, I finished college, but like, I want to be in grad school or I want to have these big plans, but it was like, I couldn't even sustain leaving the house consistently. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was another big thing is like, let's break it down. And it's again, like what we teach isn't complicated. It's simple. You know, it's really consistency and yeah, not overcomplicating it. Yeah. Takes a lot of work. This has been so helpful really helpful i think a lot of people would really benefit from this erin we pride ourselves on integrity and i mean your middle name is integrity we're so grateful to have you at cfs health you've just been such an amazing addition over the past few years you don't say yes to every single person who books an enrollment call and we're really really i guess strict maybe strict's not the right word but we're really aware of making sure that we only allow people who are ready to do the program, who are going to benefit for the program. That's really important. We don't want someone who thinks they need to do it, but then we realize they don't. But integrity is a huge piece. What makes someone not ready for the program? Well, I think sometimes people aren't ready to move forward and that's totally okay. But I think we all have to go through a process where, you know, you're ready, like you said, to take accountability and you're ready to show up. And I think some people just aren't 
at that stage, you know, they are in a lot of story and, and that's okay. I think we all go through that 100%. ourselves and different things, but we need to make sure that someone's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to move forward. Yeah, so because I we want you to benefit from it. We want you yeah. to be ready to benefit from it. But if you're still stuck in the story of, oh, it's unfair and I can't do this and you're in victim mode and you're not interested in really being open to what's possible for you, it's not going to be as beneficial as it could be. So we'd prefer you not to do it right now because we want to make sure you get a ton of value from it. I'd say another thing, it's tied into mindset. So I'd say being ready, but then also being open. Cause I think sometimes, you know, someone feels like they know and they're not necessarily <laughs> open to alternatives, you know, it's not going to work really well. Like we need someone to be open as Gemma likes to say, like having a curious mindset. So I'd say that that's another yeah. big piece. And what do you mean when you say no, basically, you know, know-it-alls. We all know a know-it-all in our lives because, oh, I know, you know, I know about that. Yeah, I'm the, I'm in Australia, we call it Eddie the expert. You know, I'm Eddie the expert. I know everything. And, but if you know everything, you can't learn anything. And yeah. big shout out to John, John from Algomra, old farmer, probably 87, still wears his short shorts and his boots every day, gets up to feed his cows and run the mill. And he said to me, when I saw him, I had a cup of tea with him once. And he said, you know, Toby, as he was leaving, he goes, every day is a school day in my life. And I thought, wow, he's 87 and he still treats each day as a school day, as a learning experience. And so, you know, we love a learner's mindset. Is there anything else that, you know, is there one other thing? Yeah, I think the other thing that I just look forward for people too, I think I always want things to resonate very much. I want people to feel like this resonates for them. So I always ask people like those questions of like, if you got help in these certain areas, do you feel like that's going to help you do these types of things resonate? Because for some people, they haven't really thought about nutrition. They haven't ever really thought about sleep. They haven't really thought about physical, you know, and they might just be like, you know what, that's not for me. A lot of people are waiting on research, honestly, and that's okay. But, you know, again, coming back to, well, what do you have control over? What are you doing to really rebuild your health? So I'd say that's the last thing I really look for is making sure that the people are like a hundred percent like, yes, these things make sense to me if I work on them because you know, you're committing, you're the one showing up doing the work. So I want to make sure that these areas really resonate versus, you know, I can't bother with those things like that. Yeah. That wouldn't work. <laughs> That's right. And it seems too simple. A lot of the time, you know, there's people looking for really complex answers. Yeah. And I say what you're going through is so complex that you actually don't need to add more complexity we need to add simplicity yeah. and we're really blessed to have dr olivia now as part of our team and she brings the research and it's hilarious because well it's not really hilarious it's really cool that everything that we teach is research based and backed mm -hmm. and so every single lesson session that dr olivia has done is literally sharing the why behind the what and she does mm -hmm. such a brilliant job whether it's mitochondria whether it's nervous system work, whether it's neuroplasticity, sleep, baseline, mm -hmm. the hibernation theory, one of my favorite trainings that she's done at CFS Health. You know, so for the sciencey people out there who really need the why behind the what, it's here for you as well. We had a member, Hanny, and she's done a success story as well. And, you know, she was so into the science and needs to know everything. And then she joined the program. She's like, I'm just going to stop trying to find all the answers and I'm just going to do what the program says and I'm just going to do it and she had one of the speediest recoveries because I feel like she just didn't question anything she just did the work Erin mm -hmm. on the flip side of that what makes someone ready and who is a good fit 
because we have so many brilliant members for, and I know you love this part of your work is yeah. that you get to speak to all types of people and you every single week you let us know you know this person joined from Dubai and this person joined from England this morning and this person from Australia and mother or two or a businessman or a, a child or you know whoever what makes people ready to enroll in the program so it's really the flip side of what I shared, but I think one of the biggest things is just that openness, like openness to learning. Mm -hmm. I think that that's huge. And I think having that right mindset too of like, yes, you know, I want to learn, I want to put in the work and, mm -hmm. and that readiness as well. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that makes someone ready, you know, I personally love it when they go, this is exactly what I need. Like I need to stop mm -hmm. pushing and crashing. Yeah. I need to get mm -hmm. my baseline right. My mindset's maybe pretty good. I probably don't need that right now. Cool. You know, like, again, what do you need? Like, let's help you with that and move forwards. Erin, <laughs> is there any last words you'd like to say to anyone? This has been such a fantastic conversation. I hope you guys at home have found this really helpful. Anything else you'd like to say? I think just, you know, what I was thinking about before this call was like, I think the two things I want people to know is one what you're going through in this experience, if you're experiencing MECFS or fibromyalgia, what you're experiencing is so normal. So, you know, I speak to all these people and they're so distraught and they're like, oh my gosh, this symptom's happening. And I, every time anyone, <laughs> you know, lists off the symptom, I'm like, oh yeah, that's really normal. So I just want <laughs> yeah. people to know that like, mm. it, this really can be so scary to go through it. And then it's like, we talked about too, it's like, everyone's trying to figure out in your life what's going on and how to support you. And, you know, it's, there's mm. not that knowledge really readily available. So I think that I just want people to know what you're going through is normal. And then secondary to that is like, there's so much you can do to help yourself move forward. And again, mm. it's not that it's overnight. It's not that it's like, okay, we watched a video and we're good to go, or we heard something and we're good to go. <laughs> you know, it's going to take time. That's what I really want people to know are those mm. two things. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. We're going to leave some free resources below for you and if you'd like to speak to Erin about enrolling in the program we'll also leave a link there the application form for you to put through an application the team will send you all the details about the program how it works and then you can have an awesome conversation with Erin and you know like I said we are so blessed to have you Mrs Integrity because you really do live by the values and that's what it's about we're here to make sure whether you're in our paid program or watching our free stuff all that matters is that you're benefiting from it you know, that's really our goal here. So, you know, thank you, Erin, as always, your huge blessing. And yeah, looking forward to helping many, many more people on our journey. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Speak to you soon, guys. Thanks, Heats. Bye. Hey, I hope this video was really helpful for you. If you haven't already, please hit the like button and feel free to leave a comment. What was your takeaway, your insight from today's video? It's really helpful to actually write your learnings down. We seem to embed it better and it seems to help us move forwards with life. Here are three ways we can help you right now whenever you're ready. The first way is make sure you add yourself into our free information recovery group on Facebook. We'll leave a link in the description below. It's a really supportive, encouraging place. There's no negative venting. You can ask questions to other people. There's something like seven, 8,000 people in there right now. And I'm sure by the time you're watching this video, there's even more. So go over there right now. We share success stories. We share our latest free trainings that come to the public. And we always share upcoming information about upgrades inside our program 
and also when we offer free webinars or free information nights that can further help you with your own recovery. The second way we can help you, which is one of my favorite, is through all our free trainings. We're gonna leave a link in the description with our favorite free trainings that we know can help you start your recovery. Whether that's through our baseline training, which will help you stop pushing and crashing, our three stages of recovery to figure out exactly where you're at and know what to do next, or my favorite, which is our guest panel workshop, which was actually exclusive for our members. It was so damn good that I actually asked them, can we share this to the public? They all said yes, all five of them. So thank you past members. They share their five recovery secrets and it's really powerful. There's tears, there's aha moments, there's real key insight and inspiration. And so whether you're a one out of 10 and you're really struggling right now, or whether you're further along in your recovery journey and you're integrating back into life, we have you covered. The third way we can help you is through our actual paid online recovery program, the mentorship recovery program. And if you are interested in getting proper help, a holistic comprehensive plan, professional coaching from the best coaches in the world, whether that's with mindset, movement, nutrition, restorative movement, reconditioning, integrating back into life, integrative medicine, baseline, structure, routine, accountability, all things health and life. Feel free to apply for the program today. All you need to do is click on the form, cfshealth.com form, fill out the short two to three minute form application and the team will be in touch with all the details that you need to know about the program via email. So make sure you check your spam folder for all the free trainings. If you've sent through an application, please be patient. My team are real people, okay? They're not robots. So if we don't get back to you within seconds or hours, it's okay. <laughs> we will get back to you. If you don't hear from the team within two to three days, that means that it's basically gone to spam or junk and it's gone missing. So please send a follow-up email to the team at info at cfshealth.com. If you have any questions, go check it out. But I would highly recommend adding yourself into the free group right now. Go click on that link in the description. Go download all the free trainings. Honestly, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because when I went through this myself, it was so painful and so excruciating that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through it. And some of these free trainings are so damn valuable. Back then, I would have paid thousands of dollars for. We've had so many comments and emails and posts saying, oh my God, the baseline training was a game changer for me. Toby, I've been doing this now for three months and I'm feeling so much better. My symptoms are decreasing. I've got more stamina. I've got more energy. I'm able to do more things. So, you know, whether you're learning from us and consuming our content through our free format, I'm so stoked. Whether that's in our paid program, I don't really care. Either way, all I want to make sure is that you are moving forwards. You are starting to really implement this work. And that's really what it's all about. Once we implement, we make change and we start to move forwards. Sending you a ton of love. Of course, feel free to consume as much of the YouTube videos as you like. There's so many really, really great ones, new and old. Sending you a ton of love and uh, speak to you very, very soon. All the best for now.